Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, this is LA. This is the first of a series on the power of the question power of the question and it really sink into me how important just being able to ask a question is you know have you ever heard there's no dumb questions I don't know about that however there's no question that you really shouldn't ask and if you have a teacher who's worth their salt they won't slam dunk you Unless you ask the same question over and over again and you don't learn. In which cases, you know, maybe an issue. But if you think about it, asking a question is like the basis, the most, I mean, just fundamental thing in society. There are places in the world you cannot ask a question. About certain topics, about certain people, about certain actions, about certain money things. And you can't do that. Why? Because it'll put you in jail, get you shot, several other things that are very unpleasant. In fact, if you really want to know how much freedom you actually have, then judge for yourself how much freedom you have to ask a question in public. And I don't mean a lewd question. I mean a basic question about the necessities of life. Eating, shelter, clothes, work, and government. Some places you can't. If you ask a question, like I said, they'll come and get you. So, also... It, it never really sunk into me how how cool it is, how fantastic just the question, being able to ask a question is. Until I started really getting into Hebraic, Hebraic perspective. Hebraic perspective. Because it is very, very Hebraic, very, very Jewish to ask a question. In fact, if you've ever been to Israel... And I haven't, unfortunately, but many of my teachers have. They explain that one very uh, Israeli, very Jewish thing to do is to answer a question with another question. And, in fact, if you look in the Gospels and you see Jesus at the temple, he's asking questions of the elders at the temple, of the teachers at the temple, and they're amazed at him. And how much he, you know, his understanding. Why? It's because of the questions he's asking. And as a, as a teacher, and I've taught university before, you can really tell the good students with what kinds of questions they ask. And again, it's not that there's a dumb question. It's just that you can judge the, the questions that where somebody flat didn't study and doesn't know 
to somebody who actually did read the information and wants to know more. And by the way, there's a uh, teaching method that's often called the Socratic method by Socrates, but basically uh, it involves, instead of answering a student's question, you ask them another question to draw out more information. And if and I've done this in class before, and it drives American students crazy. I don't know if they use it in Europe, but I can guarantee you, uh, the students I had, uh, you, if you did that too long, all my word, they'd be ready to string you up because, you know, it, because it's not just regurgitation. When you use the, that method, it forces people to think. And unfortunately, in many classrooms, people don't want to think. They, they want the information. Just, just tell me what it is. Just tell me what it is. So, and you can do that, but you don't learn nothing. Or as much, shall we say. But the question, the question. Uh, the question, the word, the question word we're going to use focus on this time is the word what. It's the word what. So why? Why why use the word what? You know, how did I choose that? How did I choose that? Well, that came about because a friend of mine who's got a lot of knowledge, experience, degrees in history, and super, super smart guy, I, uh, I talk with frequently about this kind of stuff. Uh, we were, I was asking him about, you know, accreditation, you know, university versus seminary versus, you know, versus accreditation versus, we were just talking about um, minister's training. And, and I was just sharing with him that I felt it, you know, that the, the piece of paper on the wall isn't always the end that doesn't always mean you got an educated individual. That means that person was able to go through university and pass tests and regurgitate some stuff, and maybe they did some original work as well. Depends. But just because they did it once doesn't mean they can do it again. Now, generally, if you got a degree, you would like to think that person stays kind of at that level from now on doesn't always happen that way. Same token, there are people who don't have degrees, who've done a lot of independent study, and read a lot of books, who know a ton, as much as any PhD I've ever heard. And so, when you're, when you're looking at that, you know, I was just talking my friend and saying, you know, when, you know, how do you judge? I mean, shouldn't you just, shouldn't you talk to the person? Instead of taking a minister just at his diplomas or his certificates or lack of, what if we talk to the guy or lady and ask, what do they know? And he said something very profound. It's very simple, very profound. He says, how about you ask them what they're reading? Well, my head almost exploded. Yeah, 
ask them what they're reading. You know, that's very true. What someone is reading says a lot about the individual. Says a lot. It's super important, I know, for writers to be well-read. But in addition, pastors, they ought to be very well-read. Now, a lot of times, you know, hey, pastor, you know, what are you reading? And if they're a real smart banny, they're probably going to say, oh, the Bible. Duh. Oh, oh, golly. <laughs> That's amazing, pastor. Well, obviously they should say the Bible. But then there ought to be at least two or three books after that that they got working. Uh... And I think that's important, too. Because, look, the primary job of a pastor is the pastor part, you know, but the pastor-teacher. Now, if you got a person that says, well, I'm not reading very much, just, just the Bible, because I don't have time to do any of that other stuff. So you're thinking, what do you mean other stuff? You mean, like, learning how to teach. Learning, how to te- learning more about the Word so that you can teach us better and more with more depth, more clarity, more, you know. And there's a million reasons that people don't teach, but to be honest, it doesn't matter if there's two or two thousand. Every pastor should be teaching their heart out because that's their job. And that doesn't matter if you're bivocational or full-time. So the thing is, what... Are they reading? Now, I did ask my pastor that. My pastor's got a Ph.D., and if you wonder kind of the difference in a Ph.D. and some of the other degrees, normally with a Ph.D., at least in the United States, you have to generate a 500-page document, at least 500 pages. And there has to be a ton of research in that, and usually that means primary sources. Primary sources means that you're reading Latin, Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, maybe Coptic, and Syriac. So you're getting deep down dirty with some of these sources. I mean, you know, first sources. Doesn't always mean it's in a foreign language, but it can. So, 500 pages. Now, once you do that, you are an academic. An academic ought to be reading stuff, especially if they're a pastor, and their primary job is pastor-teacher. Now, that's my pastor. He told me, yeah, I'm reading on a philo right now. Whoa, okay. I can dig that. Now, if you don't know who philo was, he was a Jewish philosopher in Alexandria before Jesus, uh, and he loved uh, Plato, not not the gooey uh, kid's toy, but the philosopher Plato and Aristotle. And he was very, very dedicated. He was Jewish scholar, so he knew the Torah, the five books of Moses, all the prophets, all the writings. He knew all that. And he m- kind of merged them together, kind of used 
some of Plato's ideas and, and Aristotle's ideas on analyzing the Old Testament. Well, that's pretty, pretty heavy. And by the way, I have his book, and it's really blooming thick and has little bitty letters, so it's involved. But the thing is, yeah, okay, more power to you. Um, now, maybe he'll learn something in there that he'll find. Hey, I can translate. You know that that'll 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 translate into into common tongue. <laughs> I can teach somebody some some really good ideas from that book. You know, that's possible. But the thing is, you have to ask. Ask a minister what they're reading. And let me ask other people, by the way, who is a minister? Everybody's a minister, not just the professionals. If you believe in Jesus, you're a minister. So let me ask the ministers out there, what are you reading? Are you reading the Bible every day? If somebody says, hey, yeah, you know, if you ask them and they say, oh, I'm reading the Bible, great, what version? And they may go crazy on you and say, you know, what do you mean, what version? I read KJV, King James Version. That's the only version in the whole planet. That's the one Jesus used. So if you, you know, if they, if they go that way on you, then you, then you can still like, oh, well, okay, can you explain to me why you, you know, are you just locked solid on that one version, you know? Because it's really educational. Okay, and you will learn things about the Bible that maybe you didn't know. But still, ask them what version they're using. Ask them what, you know, are they looking into any commentaries on there? You know. So, that's what we ought to be doing. We ought to be reading the Bible every day and reading what we can about the Bible what do I mean by that? I mean, we need to be reading history of the Bible, culture of the Bible, and looking into that. It was a, I actually have Erdman's pictorial encyclopedia of the Bible, I think, and uh, been trying to read through that as much as possible. It's pretty cool. It's Unger's, actually, I think, not Erdman's, but anyway. Um, you don't have to read the whole Bible, the whole book in one sitting, but the main thing is read something besides social media. And that's not to say social media can't be very, very informative. It can. However, come read a book. If you know, that's something that Europeans in every study that they've done indicate they read more books than Americans. Sad but true. So, read. You know, you can have several books working on a Kindle, on the Kindle if you want, from Amazon. Or, if you like the more organic stuff, I do too. I've got them both. So, but what? That's the question. What? What are you reading? 
well, I'm reading the Bible. What part of the Bible are you reading? Well, I'm reading the Old Testament. Okay, well, what books about the Old Testament are you reading along with the Old Testament? And here's an interesting Jewish fact, and that is that um, that you have the uh, you have the Old Testament, which is the five books of Moses. Then you have the Mishnah, which is the commentary, I believe, on the Old Testament. Then you have the Agadah. And then you have the Gomorrah. And at some point, they have the Old Testament, or the, actually the five books of Moses. And then you have the commentary on the five books of Moses, or on the Torah. And then you have the commentary on the commentary. And many Jewish people know it all. Know all that stuff. How many people's opinions, you know, Bible scholars have you looked at? Just to find something new. And believe me, it is worth doing. It's worth doing. If you don't want to go crazy, then get a study Bible. Get a study Bible. For example, and this is just an example, there's a hundred thousand of them out there, but... When the NIV Study Bible came out, it has in the very bottom commentary on the passages. And the, the commentary in the NIV Study Bible was put together by a group of scholars. And you can learn a lot. So, that's why it's a study Bible. Now, with that in mind, we'll look at another question word. And never forget, though, Never forget the power of the question. That is freedom, to be able to ask a question. And I want you to keep Thank on. you for listening to on. this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.